What's up, guys? This is Juliette, and you're listening to Broken Girl Unchained podcast. And on this lovely Saturday evening, almost, I am sitting here with my lovely co-host, Miguel. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for coming, listeners. <laughs> I just love when you give me that look. Like, really? Are you fucking serious? It's, Again? It's, it's that whole, like, bitch, please look, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, like, are you seriously fucking calling me, Mikael? Again? <laughs> Again. Again. Well, didn't one of your... Yeah, one of my friends. Didn't one of the, the, the ladies from the photo shoot or something, they're like, oh, is Mikael around? Yeah. Yeah, they always ask for you. It's kind of, it's funny. Like, I just crack the fuck up. I'm like, dude, really? Yeah, really. So just in case you guys are wondering, I am putting Mikael on my feed so you guys all know what he looks like don't don't adjust the camera don't adjust the lens that that's actually what i look like sorry oh stop it oh my goodness that's all right do you like how i i i was i'm kind of festive with the whole studio it's it's very festive i know it's like steampunkish with like i don't know jungle fever and (laughs) (laughs) really I don't think two palm fronds. 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 I don't think two of them count as jungle, as a jungle necessarily. I, it but reminds me of the fucking jungle. Well, then you, you haven't spent a whole lot of time in the jungle then. Mm, no. So what's on what's on topic? What's on tap for today? So, um, yeah, I kind of just wanted to touch bases with you. How is How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing doing good. good? Yeah, yeah. Just you live a pretty interesting life. Interesting to some, monotonous to others, I guess, but... I try to keep things going, you know? Yeah. So it's just because, okay, what you, we can't expose what he does for a living, but you have clients that work with sex toys. Yeah. One of of my clients I'm working with right now, they have me synthesizing sex toy reviews, basically. So what what I'm doing is I'm taking, um, they're, they're giving me a product. They give you? Well, not giving me the product. To try? Uh, Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. This is this is a new client, so nothing's coming down yet. But they're they. I, I mean, it should come with like a. T- I mean, you have to test this product, right? Well, no, because what I'm doing is I am just basically summarizing the reviews of other people who have tested the product, and, and what they're doing is they're taking all these reviews and they're putting it into one one big review. Yeah, one big review. It's kind of a review of the reviews. Gotcha. So here's here's the toy, right? Like the one I just, I, not the one I just did. But. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that. <laughs> right? It, it was a, it's a prostate massager. I heard that's like the ultimate orgasm. That, that's, and again, that was, as I was doing my research and going through, like some of the people were like, oh my God, I've, you know, I've never felt anything like this before. And other people were like, eh, it's not everything it's cracked up to be, you know, but it seemed like the general consensus was that uh, it, it goes up your butt, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's for, it's for men. Right. And would that make you gay? There was plenty of gay men who were writing their reviews of it, but there was also a lot of uh, women and straight men and like couples that I ran across where one was, I remember she was, uh, the lady was talking about, Oh, I tried this with my, my husband, boyfriend, whoever the fuck he was. And you know, he was a little apprehensive at first, but then, you know, she talked about how they, you know, they got into it and started using it. And now all of a sudden he's a, he's a fan. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the things that they, that they're having me do is, is take this, 
you know, take reviews of, of people who've used it and then find um, web reviews from, you know, blog sites, people that are actually kind of not, not like paid to do the review mm-hmm. and take their opinions and what, you know, Joe Average Public has said and just kind of put those together. Like clusterfuck them together. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is what the people think. You know, here's the toy. This is what they think about it. And so what was the name of the toy? Oh, uh, gosh, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. It, oh, what kind of reviewist are you? Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Is that what you call it? Reviewist? I don't know. It's it's a review. review. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm getting paid to do is put that review. But it's funny because it's a review of all the reviews, you know. Gotcha. Um, well, I think that you should definitely get a test product. Yeah, that's what everybody keeps asking me. Everybody I've told. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> that's How much I, have you drank? <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking coffee right now. I had I had a beer on the run today, and that was about it. So nice. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm. I think I'm still a little just road road weary. Weary. Yeah. I don't know. I think everything you say right now, it's like translating to me, like super funny. It's like you can say fucking Arkansas right now, and I'll bust up laughing. Arkansas. Don't do it. <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> what am I, a clown? Am I here to amuse you? <laughs> You're retarded. This is fucking ridiculous. You ridiculous. got me over here like a fucking clown. What is this, clown <laughs> shoes over here? Oh, God. Sorry. Here's his Sicilian. I am Sicilian. I know. Those are my people. Your well, people. my people are fishermen. The people next to my grandparents were ran from the mob, but my grandparents and all their all my family are all fishermen. Sicilian Sicily has two big main groups, right? They have fishermen and they have have the mafia. Right. So I I'm on the fisherman side. You look yeah, you would be on the fisherman side. Why? Because I smell. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because no, you're just like you're square. I'm a square. (laughs) I'm just fucking with you. Okay, so um, back to Toy Story. (laughs) That's what we should call this episode, Toy Story. Toy Story. That's a good name for it. Right. Okay, so back to Toy Story. So is there any specific one that you want to try? I guess I just started, so I'm only working on... This is brand new, so this is only my, my second review or second, whatever you want to call it, that mm. they have me doing. So um, I'm sure over the course, they, they have me slated to do 30 or 50 of these things, you know, yeah. so. Be one happy camper. I'm, I'm sure there will be, there, there will be If anybody be a wants to send him a test product, please send it his way. His address is. No, I'm kidding. It's going to cost you. <laughs> if you want the review, it's 50 bucks, but you know. <laughs> I mean, I can guarantee a thorough review of the product. 50? Oh, damn. That's all you're worth? Well, I mean, it doesn't take me Is very that long. all your butthole's worth? Well, it's 50 bucks for <laughs> 50 bucks an hour, basically. No, they damn. Take, they take me like an hour to do. <laughs> I'd like That's to th- not even a dollar a minute. I'd like, to think my, I'd like to think my butthole is worth more, but obviously that's, that's not the case. I'm sorry, but my starfish, my chocolate starfish. Edit that out. No way. That's yes. staying in. That's fucking staying in. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> it's worth. It's a hell of a lot more. It has a hell of a lot more value. I'm sorry, you kind of thrown me off there. Everybody thinks their buttholes worth something, but it's really not. Speak for your fucking self. Okay, I'm going on Craigslist, putting your ass on Craigslist, <laughs> selling your ass. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Fifty dollars an hour for anybody who's listening. <laughs> no. Ow. 
Why do I feel like um, Deuce Bigelow? Well, my going rate's ten dollars. <laughs> you know, fishy, fishy, fishy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they don't like that. <laughs> so okay, back to uh, Toy Story. So it, there's, it, you never answered my question. Did you come across one that you were like, oh? Well, I want to try. Well, I told you, I, I just, they just, oh, you just, yeah. I just started. I've only, I've only had a couple, this is only my second gig with them. So, and, and no, I'm sorry that the prostate massager does not really interest me. I, I'm sure it's great for some people, but that's not really my speed, but. It just sounds like, like if that's going to be the ultimate, like ultimate, like let, like the top of the fucking mountain, don't you think you want to climb it? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just not my speed, but it's supposed to be, at least as people are reviewing, they're saying that it's, you know, a, a, a P-spot is what they're calling it. P-spot orgasm is, is supposed to be the male equivalent of of a female orgasm. I thought an like, orgasm is the same for everyone. No, no, it's really? different. It's different. Okay, explain that. Well, I mean, for... Oh, and don't look at me like this, like that, like I'm supposed to know. <laughs> well, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, for, you know, the the male orgasm lasts, what does it last, you know, three to five seconds or something like that, you know, where a female, the average female orgasm is yeah, it like, can go a while. you know, 15, 20, 30 seconds mm-hmm. and, and longer, depending on, on, on who you are, but... And that's, that's supposed to be the piece to that, um, to that prostate. You know, it's supposed to give you that same kind of, I don't know why, sensation. but like talking about this makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Does it? I, I don't know. You know me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a prude about, I'm not a prude about sex. Like I'm I, doing this helps me be open with it, mm-hmm. but it, it's still like, it still makes me uncomfortable. And it was just the way I was raised. It's, it's an uncomfortable topic for a lot of people. A lot of people don't don't like talking about sex. I mean, the house I grew up in, I didn't even realize my parents had sex until I, I think I was like 14 years old. <laughs> when the, you had sex ed? The, the oh, door, that's how. I'm like, oh, the door's locked on Sunday morning. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess. And then Dad's you get old sex. enough, like, <laughs> that is what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's just, it depends, you know? Some people, I mean, I went to school with a kid. His family was very open with it. They used to like walk around their house like naked. In front yeah, of each I remember other you telling me and that. Shit like that. Like, I was just raised like you don't talk about those things. Like you, I mean, some things are personal. You know, like um, that is supposed to be kept behind closed doors. Right, and it's a taboo for a lot of people, and it's uncomfortable. You know, anybody that has teenage kids, you know that like if you've had that the talk or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uncomfortable for everybody. The kids don't like, they don't want to hear their parents talking about sex, you know. Right. And, and the last thing a parent wants to think about is is their teenage kid thinking about having, doing, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to think about that. But it's like, think back to when you were 16 years old. You know what I mean? Like, that that was, pu- your puberty's in full swing. Your hormones are fucking raging. And it's like, that's that's at the forefront of your mind, you know? And, and it's because it's like now your body's biologically ready to to do what it's designed to do, you know? So Which it would make sense. Mate. Right. I mean, that's that's ultimately, that's, if you want to look at the design purpose of our, of our bodies, you know, A, it's to function, but, you know, B is to reproduce, populate the earth, all that sort of shit, you know? Gotcha. 
You're educating me. Thank you. You always educate me. Well, and it's it's one of those things that it's funny, especially with our just our culture in general. Sex is everywhere, but mm-hmm. we don't want to fucking talk about it. Right. Right. You know, it's it's everywhere. I mean, you can't turn on a, a, the TV or look at an ad that there's not. Yeah. Well, sex sells. And there, and it's not somewhere in there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's like when it comes time to having a conversation about it or or even holy shit, my my nine-year-old kid saw a pair of tits on, on a movie mm-hmm. and that's, you know, I better cover their eyes, but he just spent the first 30 minutes watching, you know, 50 people get fucking offed. You know? <laughs> right. Like, so I, well, for you, you didn't have sex until you were older. Mm-hmm. How I old were you again? 20. Fucking A. Almost 21. Yeah. Oh, wow. I had my first child at 21. <laughs> right. Not, not for a lack of desire. It's just more of a lack of opportunity. You know? Oh, give me a break. So, You're a handsome guy. I'm sure like what the girls you really. How old were you the first time you touched boobs? Uh, probably 14, 13. And 14. How, tell me that story. I, I did really well in, in middle school. And then there was a drought. I went to an all boys high school oh. and we had a sister school, but I, I was kind of, I'm introverted and I was shy. I don't talk to a lot of people, you know? And so it's... You're awkwardly quiet. You know, it's when, well, I'm observant. And that's a that's a tenet of being introverted. You know, you're more observant. You know, I'm more of an observer, kind of a the wallflower type of thing. You know, where if I have something to say, I'll, I'll interject my opinion. But I'm not the type to just like, you know, st- start up conversations just out of the blue, just for the sake of it. Mm. you know and it, it's a blessing and a curse i think it is it's frustrating for for some people it, it's frustrating for for like you know women i've been with because it's just like so for some of them that that uncomfortable silence you know well for me it's like how do i put it like i automatically think there's something wrong and i think it was just be a because i grew up in a big family mm-hmm. and b i I don't know. I was always yelled at for something. You know what I mean? So it was just like the first thing I asked is what's wrong? You know, because when my mom, every time like I was in trouble, every time she shut down, I knew something was up. Something was up. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, and she would wait for me to actually engage with her and then she would jump down my throat. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, you know how I always say I'm sorry like mm-hmm. It could be like over the littlest things like, oh, I'm sorry, freaking, I don't know. Yeah. The, just the lamest thing. And you would tell me, why are you sorry? Stop telling me you're sorry. Yeah. And it's just I, when I started doing my research, it's because of past trauma. And so. um Well, I don't even think it has to be trauma necessarily. It's, it's well, just kind of it's it's a. I automatically think there's something wrong. Right. It's a result of, of upbringing, you know. It's a result of bad parenting. <laughs> I think we all get stuck in those patterns of childhood patterns, you know. So yeah. if, if, if that's how you grew up where silence meant something was wrong, then mm-hmm. of course you're going to associate something being wrong if somebody's quiet, you know. Where for me, when I'm quiet, that's just me being, you know, getting lost in my head. Yeah, or, I had to learn that with you just because I, when you get quiet too, you pro, you're processing things, you yeah, know. Yeah. And so and when I get quiet, you're usually pissed off. I'm pissed <laughs> because I'm a chatterbox. 
it's just like I tell you about my day or tell you know this is what's going on oh my kids or this and this and that where if I'm quiet then everybody's just like hold the fucking phone yeah what's wrong what's wrong <laughs> yeah. and then I get like this look on my face where it's just like my teeth clench together and then my my lips will tighten up and it's just like I have like a big sign on my forehead that says don't fuck with me yeah yeah I've seen that I've seen that sign before yeah Plenty of times. <laughs> yeah, plenty of times. <laughs> plenty of times. So let's go back to, have you been a big toy person? I've used toys in the past, you know, with... with What, just like the basic, basic vibrator? Vibrator, yeah, you know. And never went any further th- than that? Uh, you know, some bondage stuff, not much. You know, restraints, not real restraints, but like ties I think you and like stuff. S- I think you like S&M. No, it's just, it's, it's not really, I could take it or leave it to be honest, but it's just something different. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so you blindfold somebody Mm -hmm. and so that sense is cut off. Mm-hmm. They they don't have and a lot of us are real visual, especially you know guys are real visual people. And you know? well, guys are more visual and uh, like more audio. Mm-hmm. And so, but like, say you blindfold somebody and then that sense is cut off. And so the theory is that the other sentences would are kind of compensating for it. Right. So you know that that touch over their skin when they're they don't know where it's coming from or whatever mm-hmm. it's it can be uh, it can be exciting for some people. Hmm, interesting. And so it's not like it's necessarily something that, like, it's my thing or anything like that. Like, Well, you, you talk about it a lot. Well, you bring it up often because I've, I've had some experience with it, but my experience has been limited. You know, it's not like I... I well, our last um, episode... Well, no, was it our last one? No, we we never even... Well, I, we, we didn't finish. No. Yeah. Okay, so those of you... Well, I think we should add that in there. One of our recordings, you were talking about how you were talking about your dating because you dated a lot. I dated a decent amount after my divorce because I felt like that was what I was supposed to do. Oh, really? You know, like it was. I didn't want to date. I I didn't really want to either, but I didn't know what else to do. And when you're heartbroken and that loneliness kind of sets in what's your natural your natural reaction is to kind of stay the fuck away from me (laughs) like i didn't want any penises oh like around me by me talking to me like no (laughs) (laughs) well and i think part of it was you know that it just you know everything i had had other clients in the past that had me do work about um divorce and and life after divorce and everything kind of it seemed to revolve around like getting back on that metaphorical horse you know what I mean Mm -hmm. when you're ready it's time and so it was just like okay well I'm single now I I guess I should fucking be single and and try it out so I I went on I dated you did the whole online I did the online thing you know I it was my circle of friends where I was living at the time that there there wasn't a a lot of single people running around you know so it was there was no other way to I couldn't get my, even my single friend, I couldn't really get him to come out like, Hey, let's go, let's, let's go out. You know, I was living, I was living in in the Monterey area and it's like, there's plenty of stuff to do, but he was just content to kind of hang out at the house and relax. And and that was fine with me too. But it was like every now and again, like, let's go out. Let's see, let's see what's out there. 
And so I find the whole dating scene like interesting just because it's like I'm not a big dater. Like I don't do the whole Internet thing or like first dates, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have sex on the first date. Like those are things that I've never I don't know. It it doesn't pique my interest. Like I said, I I did it because I felt that's what I had to do. But then as I got kind of in into the swing of dating. It got old. Um, it got old really quick, mm-hmm. but I wasn't emotionally stable enough to have somebody. I mean, I dated a couple, a couple women that, that obviously they wanted more and I just, I wasn't even, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I was trying, mm-hmm. you know, I was trying and, and, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't emotionally put myself out there the way that. Was it because that, you were still in love? No, I think I was just still broken for lack of a better word. You know, I mean, it's, I can relate to that. Yeah, for sure. Right. Like I just, I was in a mental space where I was capable of, of being a good time for somebody and hanging out and doing, and well, no, what I mean, I don't mean necessarily just sexually, but like I was available to, to hang out and, and go out or have a couple drinks and, and keep it light but as soon as there was any emotion or feelings or stuff like that like that part of my brain was completely fucking shut off yeah you know and i just it it just wasn't i wasn't there yeah and i think that happens because you're just like you're so fractured by you know someone hurting you and you don't want to put yourself out there well and the end of a marriage i think you're right you know the end of a when a marriage ends it's, it's just, and it puts you in just a weird headspace. Oh, for sure. Fuck yeah. It does. And it's like, you know, I was at a point where I'm like, dude, I don't want to deal with that shit again. I don't want to deal with someone else's fucking baggage or, or I'm not doing this or I'm, I'm not being that person or whatever. Like, fuck that. I'll just do right. my thing. You know, right? I'll go to work. I'll hang out. I'll ride my fucking motorcycle. And you know, if I get laid every now and again, Hey, life's good. You know, and if if it doesn't, then no harm, no foul. You know what I mean? I I still get up and and I I was just doing my thing. I was happy being independent. You know, I didn't want to be tied down, I guess. Yeah. I I think when you come out of a marriage, it's like it's so liberating too. you know, you feel liberated. Well, you've been accountable to another person for so long. Yeah. You have to check in. Well, I don't know. I had to check in and I don't think I had to. I just did it. Well, and that, that accountability, I mean, if, if you're in a relationship where you have to check in, yeah, that's just something's weird. fucking wrong, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's that accountability piece. Like that other person is affected by your decisions. Mm-hmm. Whatever decisions you choose to make, good, bad, indifferent, whatever, they're a part of it, whether you want them to be a part of it or not, you know? And, and when I was, once I was divorced and I was on my own, well, the only person affected by my choices was me. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't willing to give anybody else that type of commitment yeah yeah I I wanted to say power but that's not the right word I wasn't going to let anybody in yeah and I had no desire to let anybody in Mm -hmm. I can relate to that yeah for sure that's why I always say like just because I have abandonment issues you know where it's like I'm, I'm afraid to even meet people at this point you know I'm afraid to have friends yeah. You know, because I've had family, I've had friends, either they backstab me or they either make up lies about me or either they leave me. And it's all over because they didn't want to be called out on anything. 
And I'm the type of person that calls people out on shit. So it's like, so they leave. Oh yeah, it's the easy thing to do. Right? So it's like now for me, it's like, so I don't get hurt. Now it's just I'm like, I'm completely closed off. I call it my little safe room. That's why I don't like to step out of my house sometimes. <laughs> it's probably a good idea that I don't. <laughs> that's that's one of the things that I think that's a natural defense mechanism Is is when you, you know, Okay, I've been burned twice. I'm not going to fucking touch the stove again. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure. Where, but part of that, the down part of that is is it's completely isolating. Yeah, the stove is where you get your sustenance. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You got to take that risk. Yeah, and I don't think I'm there yet. Well, actually, now that I've been working with uh, some of the girls from um, our women empowerment shoot. Mm-hmm. It feels good. It's like a breath of fresh air. It's like, it feels, I feel comfortable around them. They trust me. They like me. <laughs> they, well, they accept you for who you are. Right. And it's not like they didn't know who I was before meeting me. You know what I mean? They, they heard my podcast, mm-hmm. you know, even, I mean, even up to the photographer. I mean, her and I were, were chit-chatting on the phone, you know, it's like... It's like this new family that I have and it feels really, really good. It's a breath of fresh air. And it's tough to make friends as an adult. It's not always. Not for me. You're social. There's a difference, I think, between acquaintances and friends. Yes, I agree. Friends are the people who, you know, your good friends are the ones who are there. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, indifferent, whatever. They're there and they're not going anywhere. They know who you are. You know, some of my best friends, I know aspects about them that, most people, some people be like, dude, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's just, that's who that person is. And I accept that person for who they are. Right, right. And yeah, I, I know there's, there's parts about them that are flawed. There's fuck, there's parts about all of us that are flawed. Right. But they're my friend. So I don't, I don't care about that. Right. And that's why another reason why I started uh, 3125 is because us women were so fucking judgmental. Oh my God. Isn't it? Am, am I right? Anyone? Anyone? Where's that saying that, you know, women don't get dressed up when they get dressed up to go out? It's not for, they're not getting dressed up for their man or for men. Yeah, they're, it's true. We don't. They're getting dressed up for the other women. It's be true because we automatically feel like the women out there is a threat, I guess. I don't know, but I. it's like if a girl walked in and she's looking all frumpy or whatever, or she's wearing colors that don't match or a pattern that doesn't go with another, the same pattern or whatever, you're automatically going to think, what the fuck is she wearing? Yeah. You know what I mean? But if, if, a, if a woman walks in in a nice, you know, pantsuit, you know, with a little bit of cleavage or whatever, some women are going to be like, what the fuck? Okay, how dare you come into, you know, come here with your tits all hanging out and some women are gonna think like oh shit she has her shit together you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I think people are just so judgmental and they come off like and I I think cynical I think that's something that is more a a female quality than a male quality I know you guys can fucking roll out of bed and be like oh there was I was um, surfing through the web and I ran across a meme that was like you know it showed like two girls or something and, and they were like, oh, I can't believe it. We're wearing, you know, the same outfit or our outfits look similar. 
And then it said like showed like every guy at the party and they all had like the same fucking shit on. <laughs> nobody gave a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're not that there there are men who who, you know, care about, you know, what they wear, clothes and that sort of stuff, but it's I think as a to make a big um generalization, like I don't give a shit what some guys wearing. Yeah. You know? I don't even notice. I don't even notice what you're wearing half the time. Yeah, you don't. Oh, did you like my my new this and it's like oh fuck that's new okay yeah that's sweet it's awesome <laughs> way to go yeah and then there can be other times where it's like I get all dressed up or whatever and you can be like totally dismissive <laughs> I'd be like oh my god he didn't even notice <laughs> you know what I mean but I mean and that could be with anyone right you know right. it could be with anyone where it's just like oh, they didn't even compliment me on my jumper or my dress I was wearing or they didn't even know the difference between a dress, a dress and, and a, a jumper <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be Mikael yeah I don't know everything's a dress that's a nice dress unless it's like a, unless it's two separate things if it's connected then it's a dress in my in my in my mind lord help us all right this is like I mean I wear jeans and t-shirts every day so I don't I'm not really the the one to give anybody fashion advice about everything. Anything. Yeah, you do clean up really, really, really well. Well, thank you. Thank you. I have to say so myself. <laughs> Your girl must be like hanging on to you tight. <laughs> yeah, she. I got a good one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're territorial too. Women are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what happened? Um, on your, I, I ride, I ride with a motorcycle club mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we had, we had an event and there were, we had bartenders at our event and they were in skimpy clothes and I got caught looking at one of the, looking at the bartenders and it, it created a, a big problem with, with my girl and I. Oh, no way. Yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit. I mean, do you feel like she was, I understand why she was upset. Okay. I understand why she was upset. Why exactly was she upset? She felt disrespected. You know, she felt like I was being disrespectful to her. And and that wasn't my intention. So was it like you were just like a quick glance or was it like, was it like more of a damn, like up and down or was it more like gawking? I think probably a little from column A and a little from column B. Oh, wow. You know, it was, I had a couple of drinks in me and, and it was, it was a party. Everybody was having a good time and things were, were a little loose and especially around bikers, you, you get, you know, things tend to be a little loose to begin with. And, um, so have, is this the type of behavior that she's used to or no, no, I, I'm usually, I'm usually pretty respectful. She's been out with me to runs where there were strippers and stuff like that. And I was, I, I was, my behavior was not disrespect, you know, but my, my behavior on, on, on that time that night was definitely after looking at it through her eyes, I realized it was, it was inappropriate. And then I feel, I feel guilty about doing it, you know? But I think the, the reason why I brought this up is because when, when I found out about it, I was like, oh yeah, like totally like territorial, not jealous because I wasn't wishing like, oh my God, I wish I can look like her. Mm-hmm. It was more like back the fuck off, bitch. Yeah. You know, it, that's the way I would be like, just back the fuck off 
and have respect for I mean did the bartender know that she was that you were with her or I think I introduced early on I think when she because um, my girl was there with her with a couple friends and I think when they came up to the bar because I was I was working at the event too I think I said oh that's you know that's my girl right there or that's my girl and her friends take care of them or something like that I, I think but the whole night's kind of a blur so yeah, even if you did, there should be a level of respect where it's just like, okay, I, you know your boundaries as a woman. And even with men, they know their boundaries or they should. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If it was the rule, if the rules were reversed, do you think you would have been okay with it and been like, oh, well, it's just, it's just her being loose? I'd like to say I would, but I know deep down I, I probably would have been upset too. What do you think you would have done? I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. I'm, I'm not like a, a jealous, I'm going to fight everybody in the in the area type of person, you know? But I think I would have been, I think I would have been upset. Yeah. And she, I mean, you guys are a good looking couple. Yeah, she's definitely, she's the better looking of the two. That's for sure. <laughs> I always joke that like there's that joke of when we go grocery shopping together and the clerk puts the divider in between our groceries and we're standing <laughs> together. <laughs> you know. You're so stupid. <laughs> so yeah, she's you know, she she's very beautiful and like any beautiful woman, she gets uh, her fair share of attention, whether it's you know, whether not that she's inviting it, it's just there, right? I mean, a, a beautiful woman gets noticed, they get attention, they get hit on, that sort of stuff, and that's now do you guys use toys? Do we use toys? Yeah, we have we have we have a toy. A toy. <laughs> we have a we have a singular one right now. Singular. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a name for it? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, I've always named my toys. What's what's your toy called? Pink Panther. <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't laugh at me. Pink Panther. Yes, indeed. Pink Stallion. Pink I don't stallion. know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so listen, I heard it. I, I was trying to wrap this up. I was told that I fell asleep the other night like a fish. A seal. A seal. Oh, is that what you heard? Yeah, I was there. I witnessed it like straight up, curved back, face on the pillow, arms behind you, out, like straight up out. And it looked like the most uncomfortable sleeping position I've ever seen anybody like even a cat would be like fuck that that shit looks uncomfortable and those motherfuckers can sleep like you know they can sleep like anything but yeah i must have been really fucking tired i'm ridiculous sometimes there you go folks yeah yeah and i drool too you do i'm not a pretty sleeper i'm not there's women that are like my sisters and my kids oh my god they're cute sleepers like you can look at them and be like oh you know and like with me, I sleep with my mouth open. So it looks like I'm like trying like, yeah. Yeah. Catching flies. Catching flies. Yeah, for sure. There's this one video that you have before we even started Broken Girl where I think my car broke. My, it was back when I had my BMW. Your car broke down. My car broke down. Yeah. And I called you so you can come and play Captain Savaho. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, he and he was coming from Monterey, mind you. Yeah. 
So it took you probably about two hours. Yeah, to get about there? two hours. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna walk down to the bar and get drunk." And you succeeded. I did, and I fell asleep. Yeah, and I showed up, and she's in her car, catching flies, window open, mouth open, <laughs> totally asleep. So, like the true gentleman that I am, I thought, "Well, I'm gonna be the knight in shining armor." So I took out my phone, <laughs> and I opened up Snapagram, Instaface, whatever those stupid things Snap are. Snap a face, right? Slap a face, no, and kidding. they have the little dancing bear or whatever. So I had the little guy doing like the Running Man on top of her head and. <laughs> I took about a solid five minutes of video before I tried waking you up. You're fucking ridiculous. It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. And then, okay, so you were actually taking pictures, my steampunk pictures. The, the broken ankle picture? Okay, so I fell. Oh, no, I didn't fall. I stumbled because I was wearing heels. So, so little known fact about my family, how I grew up. Like we, we love watching people get wrecked. You know what I mean? Like my mom would, would every time my mom was a huge football fanatic, every time one of the refs got wiped out, it was like the funniest shit she's ever seen in her life. And that's just, you know, if one of us banged into a door or tripped and fell down the stairs or something, it wasn't, there was no sympathy. It was just straight comedy. So when you made the mistake of sending me this picture of, oh, look what happened to me. And I said, oh, oh no, I said, oh, my God, you caught it. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. I, so I'm walking back to him because he's like, OK, walk back to me. So and I'm on the train tracks wearing these fucking like thigh high boots or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they had heels on them. Yeah. And I don't know, like I lost my footing or whatever. And I just I almost ate it. It could have been really bad. And I, I was able to catch that yeah. in one of the pictures. You caught, you captured that fucked off moment once again. It was awesome. So I made a point to z- zoom in on it with your ankle all fucking tweaked. <laughs> it did look, it Cir- looked broken. Make, put a big circle around it <laughs> and did. just be like, you know what? If you're, if your listeners, if you're, you know, podcast reader or if you're blog readers, you know, cause your pictures are always. Um, you take amazing pictures. You're a beautiful woman, right? And so, uh-huh. but they don't see the behind the scenes part, you know? Oh, and, and if they saw that, I think they would, I, I think they'd crack up because it's just, that's, that's the, the Juliet that I know <laughs> is this. <laughs> I'm clumsy. I'm goofy. Right, right. And yeah. I don't think that necessarily comes through, you know, cause you want to present a, a professional product yeah, and absolutely. that sort of stuff, but so what are you saying? You're going to throw it out there? Fuck no. No, I wouldn't do that. <sighs> Just don't piss me off or I, I will. I was going to say, that's extortion. But well, is it? You know, if if I happen to be, you know, you helping you edit a blog post or something and, and an image happens <sighs> to make its way into one of those blog posts, that's just, that's just, I'll meant tell to, you what, that's meant to be. If I get five listeners that inbox me saying that they want to see that photo, fuck it. I'll put it out there. Please send the message. Inbox her, comment. I bet you anything they will. Send smoke signals. I don't care. <laughs> you need to see this. <laughs> You're fucking awful. Terrible. Terrible. Well, listen, I want to thank you for having me. Uh, oh, th- wait. <laughs> 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 see? <laughs> 
<laughs> Blooper. <laughs> this is Broken Girl Unchained with Mike. And my guest today is Juliet. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've been the one talking most fucking time, but. I know. I, I, this is why I kind of like interviewing. Yeah, I kind of like interviewing you because you're fucking funny. Uh, at least I would like to, to think so. So unfortunately, I do need to wrap this up. Thank you so very much for joining me, <laughs> Juliet. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Till next time. <laughs>